1: It's the Pompey Pubcast that combines the beers and the blues. Barrels for Pompey, round well Kuszak goes down, penalty to pass with an Old Trafford. Barrels tripped by Thomas Kuszak who sent off Montari do the job. He steps up, left-footed, scores yes! for Pompey. They lead an Old Trafford in the quarter-finals of the FA Cup. Jamal Lowe's onside, the flag stays
2: down. Jamal Lowe, nonchalant, fantastic, brilliant.
1: Portsmouth Football Club are promoted to League One. Curtis across the face, to goal. Marquess! Marquess! He's won it! 96 minutes on the clock. Portsmouth are heading back to Wembley. This is Three Lads in the pub.
3: Episode 26 of Three Lads in the Pub But this week it is Four Lads in the Pub Because we've got a special guest who I'll bring in in a second We are at the ship Hansen. You had to think that. No, I'm overwhelmed because it's quite emotional It's so good to be back It looks absolutely brilliant Uh, If you did miss the news there was a horrific fire here a few weeks back uh, But they've turned it around It looks absolutely brilliant Good to be back We're all stuffing our faces Bar Jeff, we won't mention that Good evening, Jeff. Hello. How are you doing? I'm good. Yeah, I've been better, but I'm good. Okay, not going to go into it. Jeff's not feeling too well, but we'll get through. Ryan well. Good evening. Hello, sir. Enjoying the food? Oh, it's lovely, mate. What a spread this is. Well, we've, we've got cheesy garlic bread. We've got onion rings. We've got halloumi. We've got chicken strips, chicken wings, chicken nuggets, fries, fries peri yeah. peri dips, and barbecue sauce. We've got alcohol. We've got what's two. The, poppies- what's
1: the uh, watermelon sauce? So,
3: uh, they said it was like a watermelon piri-piri or something yeah. like that. Different, really isn't it? Awesome. Really yeah. good. Well, going down well. You
1: guys have said it's nice. I haven't tested it.
3: Yes, uh, yeah. you're not feeling brilliant. So you're abstaining from the, uh, the the plentiful food, the cornucopia that's uh, in front of you. At least us. you won't burn your mouth this week, Jeff. No. Um, but of course, like I said, we've got a special guest tonight joining us... Uh, is Brendan who is a regular contributor. I can't even say the word. I'm pissed. I'm not pissed. What have I got for a drink? Oh, we haven't done that yet.
0: Brendan, good evening. Good evening, gentlemen. Oh. Thank you for having me again. It's nice to be here when I'm not required on my other format, but I'm here with you this evening because um with you lovely people. Good to have you, mate. I think
3: uh, there. Let's try that. Is that better? Your microphone's is a bit quiet, but we'll, uh, we'll adjust that as we go along. Right, beers. <laughs> Jeff, you start.
1: Lemonade and lime.
3: <laughs> <laughs> he's not a well man. I'm a, Sorry, I'm not well he's a broken man, <laughs> so, mate. We've all been there. Like I've had, I've had a couple of weeks where I have had to go for diet coke. Uh, go this way, Brendan. What have
0: you gone for? Um, I'm on a Beavertons neck oil this evening. Ah,
3: do me a favour, mate. Tip it that
1: way for me. There you like go. Like this. That's better. I'm like, I'm like Bradley he from Messler like Seven your phone, now. Not your beer.
3: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you're, you're a big neck oil fan. You're telling me at the bar, aren't you? Yeah,
0: yeah it's not bad stuff actually. Yeah. It's growing on me.
3: Yes, I have gone for. A Moretti A beer of Moretti And it's my second one this week Would you believe I'm, I'm a changed man Pisshead I oh, know uh, How about you Mr. Stilwell I've, I've gone for a departure from the usual And gone for a fruity cider and Old Mount You sound a bit like me So what? Hold on yeah, The tables I, have turned I, in I've taken a break from drinking like someone from the 1970s <laughs> No double rum and coke then today <laughs> Right, okay uh, Lads We all seem quite upbeat there's a good reason for that. It's been a good week. I'll start with you, Jeff. Uh, good week for Pompey. No no negativity here. I, you know, I know we try and find balance. We try and find something negative to talk about. There is a couple of things
1: that... Obviously, the Ronan Curtis injury, we talk about that. But it's been a really good week for Pompey. Yeah, definitely. You know, look, if we go back to Tuesday night, I think everyone would have taken a draw. And we went 1-0 down. And you kind of thought, oh, here we go that man Dion Charles again. You know, I had visions of crying into my cornflakes the next day. Dion Charles is, is is my you know Ryan Scott Twine moment. I I really thought we we should have we Really should have gone out and got Dion Charles when, when he was up for grabs and we talked about that numerous times. Look, we went one 0 down but there's just some the atmosphere at Fratton Park up until Tuesday hasn't been great. It's kind of been, uh, yeah. Are we are we in for this? Are we are we up for this season? Um, are we playing for anything? And there's there's kind of been a, a bit of apathy around Fat and Part. You know, in terms of the atmosphere. But Tuesday night under the lights always seems to generate something. And we went one 0 down, and within seconds, John Messina said this within seconds we started singing play Up, Pompey we started getting behind the team
3: it was instant wasn't it you yeah can it hear was instant it. Yeah.
1: now I was trying to recall the last time last time we had an instant reaction like that it, was, it may have only been six weeks ago but I couldn't really put my finger on when, when we were like that and something just ignited in the team and the fan base and everything else look and we got one goal back and we started believing started believing to say you know could we go on and could we go on and get another? Literally, literally, before, before we equalised, the guy who sits behind me was like, "Jeff, do you see us getting a goal here? Oh, uh, He goes, let alone three, no, two goals. Do you see us getting an equaliser? And I said, at the moment, no, I, I don't. And then all of a sudden, something just clicked. The, you know, and I've said it numerous times when the fan base and the, and the players unite. Fan park's an unstoppable force. And we saw that Riley Towler nearly got a perfect hat-trick. You know left foot right foot header he's, he's put one in far post great goal you know look great atmosphere great reward three points in a, in a team against the teams that are probably one of the most informed teams in in the division whether that be cup or or league has it got our season back on track we'll debate this later but it's a fantastic result.
3: I think we thoroughly, if I'm honest, at least deserved a draw from the game. And to go on and win it, Right, it was great. And look, I'll hold my hands up. We all said it. We all went in with, I think you both said losses, didn't you? I actually had us for a 1-1 draw. You said,
1: I said 1-0 loss. Right, I think I might have said... Did I
3: you said, said draw. Okay. I mean, and I said, this, I said this on Twitter and I had one guy go for me. And I said, look, none of us really expected us to get a result from Tuesday. So uh, it kind of played into the players hands of it didn't it and and they showed they proved us They proved it on Tuesday getting a a win against a bloody good team. Yeah, I I had us were a 1-1 draw because I thought that I spoke last week about Is it fair to use this game as a marker from where we've just played Bolton very recently twice in the space of one week? and we got turned like fully turned over in both games despite the fact that in both games against what you would call contenders under Messino we've looked quite off it something about the Bolton game I don't know if I was just in a very good mood still from Cambridge something about that game just had me thinking we will leave with something I didn't think it would be three points but I thought it would be a point and and a much better showing than the two the two we put in at the tough sheet stadium as it's now known whatever Burton wasn't Whatever Burton wasn't in terms of atmosphere, and there were reasons for this, there were there were some horrendous infrastructure problems with the roads that night. The M275 was shutting early. It was a nightmare getting out of the city afterwards, so a lot of people would have stayed away because of that. A lot of people would have stayed away because, you know, we weren't the other side of beating Cheltenham and Bolton, so they, they still weren't sure about, you know, going and watching Pompey on a Tuesday night. Uh, it was also Valentine's Day and <laughs> People have something better to do than football, apparently. That was me. Yeah. Mm. Hold me hands up. So it was a very, very quiet night. Very sparsely populated night by our standards. Liam just spilled a load of sauce on his shirt while eating a chicken kicker. He's now wiping the sauce off his sweatshirt with his chicken kicker. Good. Good Good recovery. Good good recovery. Waste not, as they say. But Bolton was fantastic. To the point where Whatever happens with the rest of our season Like Jeff said, we'll get onto that in a bit But for whatever happens with the rest of our season Whether we go on some mad dash of the playoffs Whether we miss out just Whether we finish 10 points away Bolton will, regardless of the end of our season Be one of my favourite games of the season Not just the performance But the atmosphere I thought it was All goals count All goals are equal You know, the a great goal and a crap goal are still worth one goal and not that bolton's goal was unjust because they scored it it's a valid goal of course it's just but it felt almost it felt harsh that bolton scored that goal because i thought we were brilliant in the first half we had so many chances to take the lead and our execution was pretty poor in the first half for bolton to score that two minutes into the second half I slumped in the back of my seat for about two seconds And then like everyone else in the ground I thought no we're, we're not going down like this We've done too well in the first half For that to be the finished article The players got back on the horse The fans got back on the horse We fully earned that win I was saying to my mate next to me If we score one that That's not it but we, There's no way that if we score one It finishes at 1-1 at this point We will go on to win this game And we, we fully earned it yeah that was that was a great night at fratton park that i'll i'll when i see the highlights come up in say a year's time when you're doing like a memories thing on this day that'll be a night i smile at. that was a lovely night at fratton we fully deserved it and from where we've been at the tough sheet stadium last uh, end of mid-january to then deservedly beating them i think i didn't know if it was harsh to call it when i suggested to be calling it a mark i'm glad i called it a marker now because what what a difference that's been and that was a that was a brilliant night poles apart the performances
1: are poles apart
3: yeah and even even the resolve that when you do concede a goal the heads weren't dropping it was back to the center circle pick yourselves up and we get back on it and yeah credit to the players credit to the fans everyone everyone lumped in that night and we we got what we deserved
1: for me it was reminiscent of the beginning of the season where we went one down two down you know, like the Plymouth game. You know, and we found a way back into it. And even in, even in injury time, when Raggett got equalised against Plymouth, he wanted to go. He thought he can go on and get a winner. He knew, he knew the the momentum had changed. And, and against Bolton on Tuesday, the momentum swung so so far from Bolton over to Portsmouth. It was like this big wrecking ball had just come smashing in, and it was just like. There was no there was no gradual increase. It was just like the switch had gone and they went full throttle. It was almost as though we got nothing to lose. And what I love about Massino, he's bold with his substitutions. Now, we said this about the Cowleys, be bold with your substitutions. He will throw Piggott, Scarlett and Bishop on as a three. He will just go, I'm going to throw five attackers on. There, there's a, I think it was Steve Claridge when we were... We were playing Fulham and we had one player sent off. Then I think Primus got sent off and Primus stayed on. But we were down to nine men. And he was like, you're already losing 1-0. You might as well lose 2-0, 3-0 trying to get the equaliser because you're going to lose anyway. Now, that's kind of Massinho's attitude. If you're going to lose, you're going to lose. We saw that at Plymouth. And, you know, it's, it's absolutely, absolutely fantastic to see. That he goes, you know what? I'm going to stick six, six attacking players out there. <laughs> Defenders defend, attackers attack, and just go for it. There's no fear. There's no fear in that management structure. Yeah. And you, you uh, and, and dare I call him a rookie, because uh, uh, he is a rookie manager, but, but he has got no fear in making bold decisions. Absolutely fearless in that sense.
3: Going to bring Brendan in here. When was the last time that you obviously being in the stands, that you, you felt or heard a reaction from the Pompey fans, but after going to goal, goal down, usually you were like, oh, that's it then. But it just, it, it felt different on Tuesday for me.
0: Yeah, it did. I, I felt, thinking about what game it was, I'd probably say, maybe Peterborough. I Peterborough. The same.
3: That was in my mind.
0: Cause yeah. was, was, there, was it 2-1 or 2-0 that game? Cause 2-1, because
3: they scored after five minutes.
0: Yeah, Clark Harris, wasn't it? We yeah. were
3: still like top of that point. Yeah, And we the were. entire crowd went, now, nah, not like this.
1: Yeah, definitely, yeah, and yeah, it,
3: that, I think you're one hundred percent right.
1: That's, that's fair. Yeah. I, c- I couldn't remember the last time we reacted yeah. that way,
3: and it, what and it mean it was a
0: long time ago. It feels yeah. like, <laughs> and, and what it shows me as well, because I got some stick on for the Bolton game. No, you never get the, stick, do you? On oh, funny that, no, 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 this, this is in the in the stadium. Oh, right, it was on. the Barnsley game, not Barnsley, the but, Burton game. Yeah, when we when we scored in the last minute, because I was in, doing my usual thing, making trying to follow the in for the whole game. And I got shouted down by some bloke because when we scored in in the 93rd minute, everyone started doing the Carnival de Paris song. And I thought, oh, I Then I went round, I said, oh, sing when we're winning. We only sing when we're winning. Because I was there doing 90 minutes and no one was joining in. And I thought the reason why the players aren't performing is because we're not getting behind them. And what happened when goal, goal behind against Bowen? got behind the players and they turned it on. I was, uh, I, I feel that yeah. the, the crowd, the fans, have a big effect on what goes on the pitch. If we're quiet and we don't get behind the team, they're not going to feed off of us.
3: Well, I know we'll get onto to this in a few minutes when we talk about Cambridge, but how many times has Misenio talked about the Tom Lowry chant in the past 24 oh, hours? Beautiful. It. So, it, you are right that the players hear it, the, the sidelines hear it, and they feed off
0: it. Dawes is- heard it up at Fleetwood.
3: Yeah. Yeah. We. we yeah. Is, there, there is no doubting that Pompey fans can suck that ball into the goal at the Fratton end 100% you know we've seen it I mean it well, pretty much happened on Tuesday didn't it look, no. how,
1: many, how many times have we, have we seen the volume ramp up at Fratton Park spe- especially under the lights and teams crumble because yeah. they're defending the Fratton end we're attacking the Fratton end You know what? and teams do not like it
3: I used to say this in a previous job a, a tackle goes in, like, you know, a, a, an ambitious challenge or something will just, it lifts Fratton straight away and
0: that's it. It's a game changer. Something lift, like that. It'll lift any crowd. Look exactly. at t- Cliff tackle at Lincoln. Yeah. Exactly. It, it didn't score at the end of that game, but it picked the crowd up. Yeah. Happens on a Sunday, on a Sunday morning, a player throws a big tackle in, the player's like, go on, go on, lads. Get know, out for it. Look, I know Fratton isn't
3: what it is, you know, what it used to be. We know that. We all know that. You know, We've been there. I, mean, on, I reckon. Some longer than others, but... I think it still can It can still be a fortress I've got you the know? capacity for it Absolutely But it I has. reckon that Something down the road Will change that and it's not something That might happen By all accounts It's something that will happen Rail seating in the Fratton end I think if you get Rail seating in the Fratton end Such as it is in the north uh, The Milton end You add a bit yeah. Because I, I've done Safe standing When we went to Cardiff In the League Cup In August Which again feels like A totally different season ago and it was, it was it was brilliant. It was absolutely brilliant. And I think if you get that installed through the, the whole Fratton end, you change the dynamic of how people support the team. So I'm looking forward to that. The only thing about Bolton Tuesday, I, I wish it had been a perfect night. And it, it wasn't because of what we learned at about 6 p.m. yesterday. Obviously we didn't know at the time about Curtis when he went off with a knee injury and to dispel the rumors it wasn't in training I know people going around no. saying uh, oh, what what the hell are we doing in training this time yes you can dig out our training and our medical processes as much as you want recently but this was what happened in the Bolton game
2: yeah.
3: I've picked this out before and I might this this is this is a kind of ongoing third eye has anyone ever noticed when Curtis goes down and he's fine he hits the floor three times does that little tap out he didn't do that on Tuesday I'm telling you I'm telling
1: you that is a sign to the bench. Right, I I have had I've had nine knee operations. I'm telling you now, when you bust your cruise ship or your cartilage and it hurts, mm. you stay still. Mm. Who was you it? You stay still.
3: Chelsea had a friendly against Aston Villa pre-season. And there was one of the I can't remember was it was it Was it Broca? He went in for a challenge on the Villa defender. But he got his knee twisted as he went in for a challenge. And he landed in the goal mouth, and there's a mic in the goal mouth, and you can hear him screaming.
0: Yeah, I think it's it that. Was the yeah, same
3: injury. Like, I th- this injury's more common in the NFL uh, and in in basketball. This is a nine month to a year thing, and it's a horrendous injury. Yeah. Obviously, Jaden Reed suffered it. Oh, I think twice. He suffered it. twice, twice, yeah, twice. If you- this is like, I obviously we all had doubts on whether Curtis gets offered a new contract. My take on it was, if he performs like he did at Fleetwood, and then subsequently the, the, the game against Bolton, and he can put in, say, for the rest of the season, 66% of those performances to the end of the season, I would offer it. At the point in time, I would have said no, because I need, I need to see more of the renewed renaissance version of Slickback Curtis. I would have given him it.
0: <laughs> Slick back Curtis.
3: Jesus, do we have a... Oh.
0: Some rotten luck, don't we? It, Some it, it's real rotten luck.
3: Because at this point, I this I may sound like a bastard by saying it, but do we? We can't really offer him a new deal. Like if he's out for nine months to a year, and let's say it's the usual. I'm, I have no idea the severity of the tear, but I'm only going on most ACL injuries, and I can only go on the last Pompey player to suffer an ACL injury, which was the Pompey player this season. Curtis will not play football based on, you know, the average the average numbers of an ACL injury. He'll not play football until 2024.
1: Now, now going back... It's,
3: it's heartbreaking that this might be the end for him, just as it looked like he was going to be on a renaissance. But it might have I to think end the, this way. I
1: think the club will do right by him. I think the club will... They'll, they'll obviously look after him, do his rehab oh, yeah, for yeah. him. All the medical bills and, him and all help that. him. Yeah. Look, like I said, I've had nine knee operations and every... Sorry, how many? Nine, just a few. Um, every surgeon has told me, whether it's my ACL or, or whatever, every surgeon has said that the, the, the recovery, the recovery road to recovery from an ACL was having good hamstrings and good quads. Now, people are amazed that Curtis was able to walk and play slightly after after he'd done it. Um, if you've got good... This, as Ryan says, this injury happens in the NFL. This injury happens in rugby all the time. The way rugby players and NFL players get around it is that their quad muscles and their hamstrings compensate for the ACL. Yeah? Ronan Curtis has got, if you look at him, has got quite strong quads and, and Love hamstrings. It,
0: lovely legs. You lovely know,
1: legs same as Ellis Harrison Ellis Harrison done the same injury and people were amazed that he played a, a, another 90 minutes after he'd done it that's because your quads and your hamstrings compensate for it so so the injury although it is an ACL and um, you know wishing Ronan, Ronan all the best with, with, with the injury comeback it may not be as bad as as what we we may feel as a fan base. I hope it's bad. It's bad. But like I said, if you've got good quads and good hamstrings, they compensate for your ACLs. There there you go. There's there's my medical (laughs) prognosis.
0: Thank you, Doctor Harris. I've had enough injuries mate. Doctor Harris.
3: Football coach. Doctor anybody else? (laughs) Hockey would just be such a a shit way to go out. Yeah. It would be. It would be. That that performance of Fleetwood I I on the way home I was going through the players he that could was, have been given man of the match. I, was, I settled on Curtis for that one. He was absolutely
1: yeah. up for it Tuesday night. There was there was an incident before we'd equalised. I thought well, we may have just equalised. And he's jeering up the fat and going, Come on, we can do this. And you know, and he he, he wants that. He wants you know, he wants to get involved. He, he's G the crowd up. Yeah. And it was like he was back to his batteries Pompey best to a degree. Um, look, look, there was still some levels for him to go to get back to his bumpy best, but he was definitely on that road. And, it, and I, I personally hope we, when he comes up, uh, on the back of his recovery, we offer him a new deal. No other club's going to offer him a new deal until he's fully fit.
3: No, We'll see. We'll see what happens. They might even go down the route of, like, a, I don't know, like they have with other He may, he may
1: have a... Um, a performance related deal the first year yeah. and if he you know, if he hits certain targets he gets, a, he gets a second deal automatically
3: I'm sure more will come to light on
0: that anyway as time goes look, Masino,
1: on Massino Masinio rates him mm. Massino's played against him he rates him I think I think Ronan's done enough
0: I do as well personally Ronan's been brilliant for us and I think you should look at it don't look at it romantically being like oh no he's been here for so many years He's earned it. This this last few months, yes, he's not played as much, a couple of injuries, but I don't think he has. I think he's been good enough to, to to get a new contract.
1: Look, he scored. Well, this season he may not have hit the heights in the in the league, but all in all, on uh, all the other games, how many goals is he on already now? Well,
3: overall. Yeah. Uh, I need to look it up.
1: I think he's about ten or eleven overall in in Papa John's and everything else. I'm sure it must be. I'm not sure he's hit double figures, maybe I, Col- think, I don't think he scored many in the league. Don't no. I think he's probably scored five in the league if that. Um but I'm sure I heard something say he's hit eleven goals this season.
3: He has two in the league, three in the uh, three in the Carabao Cup, and two in the EFL Trophy. Mm. So seven overall. Seven overall. Yeah.
0: Which, and he, and he, has, he hasn't it, played in his proper position for most yeah, of that time and if
1: he had played if he had played the rest of the season he would have got double figures yet again
0: definitely yeah. name
1: yeah. me another consistent player at Pompey currently who's hit double figures every season
0: well no because they all leave yeah Yeah. no I agree on that yeah he's he's so consistent isn't he and it's just so I just feel I feel so bad for him and I feel bad even for Jaden Reed. you know two ACLs at the same time of the year both years in a row. And when, when you see it, when I've seen him play, against Haven, against Bristol City, the cameo he had against uh, Luton, he looks a player, he really does. And it, it's a shame that I think we're not gonna get, we're not gonna him a new contract because he hasn't played and it's you know, two years, go, go back, go to non-league and build yourself back up again, unfortunately. But for me, I, I, yeah, Ronan definitely should get back in the side again. Well, not in the side, but a new contract. Yeah. Did I miss anything? Sorry, I had a phone call.
3: <laughs> no, uh, anyway, um, so we've, uh, are, we, are we done on, uh, on Bolton? Done on Bolton. Bolton Bolton, right. Okay, um, so obviously we weren't expecting that result on Tuesday. 3-1 when it gets Bolton. And we all said, really, you've got to win the next game, Jeff. And they did. Cambridge, I mean, great ground, great surroundings. pubs are brilliant, you know. I'm oh, sorry, I'm being sarcastic there. Um, but yeah, awful. Uh, look, awful away day, but good result.
1: It wasn't a, a, a great performance. It wasn't a polished performance by any stretch of the imagination. We went in at half time, no shots, no crosses. Although we dominated, would say possession. If you looked at the first half stats, you'd say, "Well, we how have we had 67% possession? I think in the first half, yet with no shots." And you look at you look at Cambridge. Okay, they've had eight shots, I think two shots on target first half, one clear cut chance. You can see why you can see why Cambridge struggled to score goals. But going back to what what Ryan said earlier in the season if one of those chances has gone in, the quality of goal we have to score compared to the quality of goal opposition score, our quality has to be a lot higher. We were just fortunate, I thought, in the first half yesterday that Cambridge was so poor in front of goal that we went in at 0 0. There is no hiding from that. Second half, we found a way to win. Now, how great was it to see Tom Lowry come on? You know, the chant, non stop chanting of his name, you know, the song and everything out, absolutely brilliant. But that ball, literally 30 seconds in. He's hit that ball over to Irwin Dale.
0: Beautiful, Irindale, isn't it?
1: First time shot. Okay. You know, Mitov saved it. But that's what we need. That's why we need that midfield player to hit that ball. Now, I wanted him to come on come on, on Tuesday in the 10 position. Because I think he can naturally play that 10 position. Get, get on the ball, link it up. Now, Jacobs has done well in the 10 so far. If we're looking for options to go out onto the left you throw Jacobs out there and put Lowry in as a ten who can come back, get the ball, you know, join up in the midfield, join up the attack? I felt I thought Dane Scarlett was lost on the left. Completely if I'm honest, he isn't. He he can do a job there for 20 minutes, 25 minutes as a substitute when you've got when you are throwing Pigott, Bishop, and and Scarlett up top. Don't ask him to play there for 90 minutes because he just gets lost. And I don't think he's effective out there. I don't think he tracks back enough. And if he does track back, he gives away needless foul. At one point I thought he's gonna pick up two needless yellow cards and he'd be off. Um but that no, was we turned it around. That was
0: nearly your mate Dale, that was.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but you know, Owen Dale talk about shithousery. He's he's pushed he's pushed the, the, the defender over, he's thrown the ball down, he's I love it. I love players like that. Get involved. Get get busy, you know. One of the comments from Tuesday <coughs> was, I can't remember who got taken out, and it was only Roland Curtis that kind of went over and stuck up for the player. It may have been over or something like that. And got stuck in. And none of the other Pompey players kind of got around the Bolton players and got in their faces and said, what the fuck are you doing? On Saturday, Owen Dale has had a bit of a, you know, bit of a mouth pushed one of the players Bishop, you know Morel was in there Bishop was in there, Jacobs to a degree, the players seem to have responded from that from that Tuesday and now they're getting stuck in maybe the players start, are starting to believe it now, maybe they're starting to fight for each other, because it was like when was the last time we saw a player get a bit of aggro and then all of a sudden other Pompey players jump to their defence I, again, I can't recall that, that happening apart from Curtis on Tuesday night. So look, we won one nil. It's an extra three points. I had us down as a draw because I could really see that. And and up until up until the goal, it was going to end up being a draw. Cambridge is a horrible place to go to. It's just oh, the crowd are so far away from the from the pitch behind the goal. Look, they made it difficult for us. And we knew they were going to make it difficult because of the performance we had on the Tuesday night. They knew if they played open that we had the ability to carve them open and and, and maybe get two or three goals against them. So they did stick everyone behind the ball and try and hit us on the plate.
3: You can see why they're down where they are. Oh, you can. But you can also see why teams do actually struggle to beat them at the same time. It takes something special to beat them. Like, obviously, I mean, they've had a couple of thumpings this season, but. They're a hard team to beat. I mean, it's a for me. It's a really good result, Ryan. Yeah, it's a it's it's a poor away day overall. Certainly for the fans, it's just not logistically set up to be a good away day. The first half was a was a tough watch, and obviously, <clears throat> obviously, no two games are made equal. So you can't you can't automatically expect that all the good things we do at Cheltenham and Bolton, we 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 automatically transpose into a first half away at Cambridge unfortunately football's not just an algorithm you punch in and off you go there are human factors involved Cambridge did sit tight they did sit narrow they were fairly well structured but I thought the I thought the the attacking three behind Bishop to a man were really quite poor in the first half I thought each of Scarlett Jacobs and Dale in the first half had no real positive influence on the game they were turning the ball over far too easily they were sparking pretty much every cambridge counter-attack which led to quite a few cambridge chances a fair reflection at halftime would have probably been at least one nil cambridge maybe two based on the quality of chances and Messino, Messino actually did admit that he got the setup for the game slightly wrong because cambridge came out in a way he didn't expect fair enough I know he caught some flack on Twitter uh, and other social media platforms when he said, uh, yeah, Towler started well. He's made a lot of mistakes, but he started well. And everyone's going, what do you mean, Towler's made mistakes? Towler's been mistake-free. What are you on about? Why are you digging him out? I was like, really? Uh, really? What, Tal- Riley Towler has not made a single mistake since joining Portsmouth Football Club. But I know we've won a few games now, and I know we're in a good mood. But let's not start being liars. Let's not start saying that pro footballers make no mistakes in a game. What Messino's doing out there is just telling the truth and keeping the player humble after what was his his standout moment since he joined Pompey at Bolton. You know, he's keeping his feet firmly on planet Earth. And I like that. And I like that he's honest enough to that he admits he's made mistakes in terms of the setup for Cambridge, and he's also reasoned enough in what is a very young coaching career to say X players done very well but he's also made mistakes so the people saying on Twitter and wherever else Riley Towers not made mistakes why is he digging them out? Yeah Riley Towers made mistakes as is every other player not only at Portsmouth but in every game at every club no player is ever mistake free get that out of your heads right now because you're just going to inflate a players ego if you, if you see Towler on a match day and go don't listen to your manager you never make mistakes Bollocks. Of course he does. But it's about what he offsets it with. That's what Messino's doing. So allow him that. And allow him to say, by the way, I know we've won at Cambridge, but I still got my first half set up wrong. But myself and the players, we all change it up. we got to win second half. Brilliant. Well done. You overcome your own adversity in a tricky scenario where you are tied at 0-0, away to 23rd in the division, and you find a way to win. And one of the players who... The statistics aren't the be-all and end-all in football But Owen Dale's st- like stats column was looking pretty bloody poor Like one goal all season, that was in August F- Maybe three, four assists overall And the last assist I remember from Owen Dale was October At like Forest Green And he's, he had like two, three assists in back-to-back games But that ball in, finally We see Dale with a, a tangible addition to his stats column Because that's a lovely ball in It's a good enough ball in that Towler or Bishop would have scored it because Towler is literally an inch away from Bishop's head when when Bishop heads that ball. It's a good enough ball that two Pompey players get to attack it. And we get that winning goal. We sharp shop. Cambridge don't really threaten after that. Yes, we sharp shop and they, they come to the edge of the box. But they don't really generate any real chances. There's one there's always one half chance in stoppage time, but that's it. I, I thought second half It's is finding a way to win. It's finding yeah, and we definitely. did it. It's another people saying it's not a good performance. No, it wasn't. It wasn't a, it wasn't a great performance. It wasn't even necessarily a good performance. But Once you're on the way home, you ask yourself the question A four-nil victory over Cheltenham a 3-1 victory over Bolton and a 1-0 victory over Cambridge how many points do you get granted from each of those? 3 3 points is 3 points no matter if you fuck a team 4-0 or if you scrape past 1-0 the end result is still 3 points we add it to the column we look forward to the next one so no it wasn't a great game it wasn't even necessarily a good game from us but you get the same amount of points for winning and sometimes that's all that matters I love the way LeBrien was staring me right in the eye there when he said fuck a team 4-0 fuck it um Good morning, Andrew. I know you like to say that <laughs> when you have coitus and intercourse.
1: <laughs> I think you find that's quite a dicking. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, Brendan,
3: <laughs> is it 18 or 17 for Golby Bishop? Is that 17? Se- a- I think he a- might yeah. be 18. 18 on competition. Either way, another goal for Golby Bishop. Brilliant. Golby Bishop. the
1: other day saying that he's all right, he needs to up his all round game. Like someone, like as we said the other day, he didn't score, but he set two up. Exactly. He just like.
3: He, he is over. the finisher That we've been crying out for Since I hate to say it Brett Pittman like, And he's finishing honestly, For Portuguese. Never is. give him a one on one No, Just give him a half chance He's yeah. a master of the half chance yeah. And I mean Look To the person that said That he's worse than Marquis I'd fuck off Bishop for the season Is 18 goals And 4 assists I mean that is some return And we've still got 13 games to go And
1: two of those assists Were in the same game Exactly
3: Yeah Yeah. 13 games to go Yeah And he's already on 22 overall My my point is Brendan Look It's good to see him Overcome that I mean he had a little bit Of a purple patch Let's be honest Yeah a bit of a drought It was frustrating for him but he's, you know, he's proven it again on Saturday that he can score goals for us.
0: It's brilliant. It, he's picked up from what we lost him, what, what we sort of guaranteed with Marquis, you know, what he did with Doncaster. Then we thought, oh, hello. we got the top, last year's top goal scorer coming in. And he was very hit and missed a lot of the time, Marquis. Ma- mainly miss. Mainly miss. And <laughs> mainly post or miss, something like that. And, yeah, it's just... and it, it, Since Pittman, definitely. Yeah. And even before Pittman, you, you had to Yakubu. Yakubu back in the Prem days or... I know we had other ones, Benjani, Defoe, whatever. But yeah, he's brilliant. I uh, love watching. Westcow, oh, sorry.
1: Absolutely love
0: <laughs> uh, McLeod. His
1: reaction. <laughs> his, his reaction after he scored against Bolton to go over to the north stand and shush. Yeah. Uh, was, like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Abso- absolutely. I reckon Ronan's starting to do absolutely. that. Absolutely. <laughs> no. He had. He had every right to do that. Yeah, Definitely. Every right.
0: Yeah. It was needed because I thought the, the amount of flack he was getting. I thought the, like, the, the, the geezers. The geezers. Not that. Obviously, he's a striker effectively on job description score goals. But he does a lot more than just score goals. The amount of times he holds the ball up and brings it down and brings people into play. You know, we, we slammed Michael Smith because Michael Smith would do that. He'd I'd hold have the him ball back up. In a heartbeat. Oh yeah. But I thought we've well, got Bish now, but yeah. I think Smith does a great job of holding the ball up and laying it off. But but his goals weren't there. Bishop's holding the ball up and getting goals yeah, exactly. and assists so I, I can't knock anything A Bishop's my done head
3: in when people slate and tag players on social media they, they read it like it's just if it, he's up um, I was laughing off mic earlier by the way because uh, Aaron our good friend has just joined us and uh, sent a message around asking about a drinks order no one wanted one apart from Jeff and Aaron had to double take when I asked for a lemonade and lime for Jeff he wasn't quite sure whether I was taking the piss or not can uh, confirm he has got Mellon Lime cheers to that Aaron good to, uh, to cheers, see you mate thanks for joining us <laughs> um, yeah positive all round uh, 1-0 win um, anything else you want to add from that game Brendan
0: was it Um, no, I just, again I just think well, we, we've covered most of it. I don't want to repeat what guys have said, but Lowry coming off the bench really lifted that team. Yeah. The way he buzzes around the pitch and does all and the, the crowd as well, definitely. And the crowd, oh, the sort of like the oh, when he yeah. steps on the pitch was what well, I thought was, was brilliant from the the gallows humour that Pompey have, you know, that, that light like Ryan likes to mention. But yeah, I just found Scott Scar- again. We I mentioned before, Scarlett's not very very good on the left. He sort of gets a bit lost when he's not there for for twenty minutes at an end of a game. Um, It was actually quite an
3: important win for the fans Because if you look at the games Obviously uh, Up until not long ago we had to go very hard To find a win Anywhere Now if you you take a look at the, the away games We've won Fleetwood 300 fans there Hereford 700 fans there Forest Green 850 fans there that was the first time pompey won an away game in front of more than a thousand Pompey fans since I think it was Port Vale on August Bank Holiday Weekend. Oh, that
0: was a lovely weekend that was.
3: Yeah, that was a great weekend. Victoria Sunday, it was fucking brilliant. But again, like, like I've always said, you've got to win your home games. We just went through this phase that even when, we, even when we won away, we were doing it in front of a man and his dog to actually have a packed out, like a packed out away end on a Saturday with more than a thousand people there. Yeah, brilliant, and it was great being part of that away ending. and it was great to have that many people there celebrating a win. Like I've been fortunate enough to to go to all these games, but a lot of them haven't. Yeah, you know they've been waiting so long to see to see a win on the road, and that goal, bodies flying everywhere. It was it was for for how poor an away day Cambridge is. Everyone felt that one. That that was everyone left in a good mood after that. Jeff, I mean we. We've, I think we've all said where we are now is probably where we finish but where you know after the last three results where, where is our season at and where do you see it heading?
1: I I I think it rests on the next two games if we can get four points out the next two games which are two very very tough games if we come away with four points then maybe just maybe we 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 may creep into six but you you we 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 cannot afford to lose any games from the here on in so you know we've, we've got to somehow find a way to win more than what we, we, we're currently drawing and if we are in losing positions find a way of drawing so for me it depends on it was a good way Depends to draw. On what we do against Barnsley and
3: Sheffield Wednesday. I was—I don't know if you may have seen—I had a bit of a run-in with uh, Bolton fans on Tuesday. I just—I like winding people up, because we get it when we lose or whatever. And um, I had a bit of a—you um, uh, know—a a, a Twitter sp- uh, uh, argument with, with, a Twitter, with a Bolton fan, and then we ended up messaging each other directly. Like, you know, we were joking around, and and he said. Do you think this is a, a a turning point for you? Do you think it's a it's t- you know, a promotion push now? I was like, no I, I just can't Look I'm just keeping a level head
1: the, the only way the only way we've we've got a slight advantage is that those teams above us have got to play each other Yeah So we've got to be picking up maximum points when they play each other It's no, it's no good us winning winning I don't know against a team from mid-table downwards when They're beating the teams also below us. Although I've said Barnsley and Sheffield Wednesday are tough games, I actually think Shrewsbury's going to be an even tougher one.
0: We're more evenly matched in a way, aren't we? We're very similar in the the, the table, aren't we, really? I said this
3: would be their breakout season, where they went from lower mid-table irrelevance to playoff
0: contender bit like Cambridge. They like, sort of broke, yeah. didn't they? Into the, the, and the top sort of Shrewsbury eight last year. have
3: broken out with not long to go. They are actually in the conversation. As, as far as I perceive it,
2: <clears throat>
3: we are not in a playoff race, but we are in a race to be in the playoff race. So I have the teams which I believe that are in a playoff race, which are teams in the playoffs and teams within six points. I always think that to, to be in a serious conversation at a given point in time, you can't be more than two, three games away. Because the moment you drop to double digits in points away from what you're chasing, that becomes quite a mountain to climb. If you're double digits away in December, January, fair enough. But when I say a race, race to be in the playoff race, I would qualify that as, if you get down to the final ten games of the season, and you're two three games away fine if you're down to the final ten games of the season final you know ten five games of the season and you're double digits away you're not in the race you are very much outside looking in now we've got 13 games to go we've played one more game than barnsley but we've played one fewer than bolton so we still need it's odd because you're still waiting for the league to get on an even keel of who's playing where and who's playing where and and when Most of that sorts itself out in March, actually. There aren't many rearranged Tuesday games for April. So by the end of this month, we will be within 10 games to the end of the season. And we will most likely, as a division, be on the same number of games. You know exactly then you've got no favours in terms of games in hand. What you are, and the distance you are to whomever, is as it is as you enter April. So when I say we're in a race to be in a playoff race by the end of April, we will know if we're in a playoff race or not. I want by the end of March to be no more than six points away because the problem is if you're in a relegation battle and you go on a good good run of form, you can make that gap up in two games because weirdly enough, teams in a relegation battle don't win many games. So if you're chasing a team ahead of you, they're not likely to win. Problem is, playoff teams are quite good. They happen to win quite a few football matches, so you could win three games in a row. But Barnsley could shrug their shoulders and go, we don't "So are need we? To win two. Yeah, <laughs> we we can win three in a row as well." So you've done all that great work. You're still nine points away. So this is where, what a! When we were managerless and Bassie's tricky blues were going to Bolton twice in a week. I think, fucking hell, how the hell are we? How the hell are we closing this gap? This one's over, isn't it? if we are within six points or six points as April starts, yeah, we are in a certified playoff race. But at the moment, I believe we're the precursor. We're racing to be in that race by the start of April. And you've got to get, like you said, Jeff, four points minimum. I want four points minimum. I don't care how good Barnsley are. I don't care how good Sheffield Wednesday are. Good teams beat good teams to get into good places. This is the stand and be accounted for a week of Pompey and I know there's only going to be five of us there at Barnsley on Tuesday but that's not our fault because we lost our queen doesn't happen often okay so the five of us that do go to Barnsley fuck it lower as we can <laughs> race.
0: Tommy Lowery yeah, for 90 minutes <laughs> I
3: cannot wait for Tuesday because I didn't think a month ago this would be a big game this is a big game and, Bi- and this is a big game, and I can't wait. And if it is one degree in Barnsley,
1: fine. He's getting up off his chair. Come on,
3: <laughs> he's going all Tertilian <laughs> on us. Ryan, Come sit on. down. Ryan,
0: sit down. Sit yeah. down.
3: <laughs> I cannot wait for Tuesday. I'm actually excited for this game.
1: It's good. If we win Tuesday, oh, I Saturday's going be. Great. I think we've got every oh. reason to believe, and then Saturday's going to be Saturday's absolutely be just, just absolutely. Phenomenal are
0: That's you in the fan zone on Saturday? Um, yeah, uh, <laughs> he's not I don't right, he? not, not, you know where
1: there. I am tonight Look, Look, Ryan, Ryan, make, <laughs> Ryan makes some really good value points there And, and, and I, I, I used an analogy last season and I think it's very apt at the same same kind of point in the season when I said it last season When you're watching the when you're watching the, the 400 meters in the Olympics Everyone looks level until you come off that final bend and when you come off that final bend that's when you see who's 10 meters in front who's 10 meters behind who's neck and neck and who's going to make second and third that's where you come off that final bend and you see it we are now approaching that final bend we've started that final bend run and and as ryan says by the end of march we'll see who's coming in on that straight
3: aaron has to send me a message to read out and i'll ask you this brendan if we didn't lose Rafferty and Lowry to injury, would we be in the
0: playoffs or autos and Cowley still be in a job? I'd, I'd like to think that we would. I'd like to think we would. I think they're, they're players that influence this team so much. I think just seeing Lowry for 30 minutes on Saturday, how much he, he brought to that game. And even Rafferty, since he's come back into the side, he... He bounds up that right-hand side and puts some beautiful balls in. And if we had all those crosses, decent crosses, not putting disservice to Zach Swanson at all, I thought Swanny did a great job. But I think Rafferty's got a beautiful right foot. That Bishop probably would be in in the twenties by now. I think. What do you think? And Lowry, yeah, yeah, they both uh, would have created more chances I for us think to score. The
1: I think the issue was caused by the management, by overthinking. Yeah. Look, we all bemoaned we all bemoaned Conor Ogilvie playing at right-back. And then, like, when we had no right-backs or anyone to play there, he didn't play him there. That's when you throw Conor Ogilvie in at right-back, when you've got no one else to play there. People b- were bemoaning Ogilvie playing right-back when you had Zach Swanson on the bench. And you're yeah. like, if he wasn't going to be ready, when is he going to be ready? Swanson came in and had a stormer. So then you go back to... Hold on a minute. If you had played him in the four or five games that Ogilvie did play right back, we may have picked up a couple of wins there. Look, if we don't make the playoffs, the season was lost October. Not December onwards. Not from when Rosinio came in and the said. there. The season was lost in October, November time. When, when we were overthinking, overthinking tactics. We were overthinking who to play where and everything else. We had more than enough. We had, an, I personally think, we had more enough in the squad to to pick up wins instead of persisting. You know, there were times where we were saying we should be playing three at the back, oh. and we didn't play three in the back because it never worked the previous four games. Well, that's when you go, have to look at look at yourself as a management team and go, we got that wrong. And, and and look, we love the Cowleys. But they just overthought the tactic. Uh, I These think players and league players are league one players for a reason.
0: With what you said, they're overthinking it. I think when we started losing games, I think they tried to sort of tweak it and tweak it and tweak it. Rather than saying, right, go back to basics. What did
1: we do well? Exactly. What yeah. did we do well? What did we do against Sheffield Wednesday's first game of the season? Freeing, being free down, bringing it back to free all. Yeah. seniors come in and he's just simplified everything. Yeah. How many
3: times now... I said this last week. How many times have we heard players say, yeah. back to basics, simplifying? Every, yeah, all brilliant. of them. Literally every post match. Not yeah. everyone, but. Um, Ryan, did you want to add anything oh, on that? It? Do you agree? Yeah, with I think. It? I, it's been
0: brilliant, isn't it?
3: I think the injury crisis sparked oh, the snowballing effect yeah, where really well. one crack in the windscreen creates oh, more man. fault lines, and then the, the initial pressure that has to create the initial crack on the windscreen every subsequent hit to the windscreen doesn't have to have as much pressure because the, the cracks are already there. So your mistakes, as this analogy pans out, the subsequent mistakes don't have to be as big as the first mistake. They just have to pile up. And that's where that's where Cowley, who was still partially let down by his players, and I'll die on that hill, but this is where Cowley also made his mistakes by not playing Swanson earlier by switching Ogilvie over to right-back and taking him out of his own momentum by stubbornly sticking with the same system rather than changing it around. And Cowley's obviously a very nuanced person when it comes to strategy. Cowley obviously has a lot of footballing theory knowledge. One of the things I often think is that if you are an expert in a matter you may have a tendency to think that the solution to a problem may actually be very complex because you're an expert. You have such this broad depth of knowledge that you want to employ every ounce of it to solve a problem. Sometimes a complex problem or a very deep problem has a simple solution. And I don't think Cowley ever saw that. So I do think that the injuries started a snowballing effect where every minor problem piled up and it led to the end So if If we hadn't gone through the initial injury crisis Or if we did go through the initial injury crisis And instead of Switching it up in such nuanced fashion If we just went Well Zach Swanson's right back we'll Play him at right back And do things like that yeah, Or if Oh we're getting over on in midfield well, if we just add another one in midfield If you make those simple additions At the start of the injury crisis Our season may have panned out so differently so, but so, unfortunately we'll never know that
1: sometimes the, the, the easy the, the right answer is the simplistic answer yeah look I work with I work with doctors and professors in maths and science and I they've, they've got they've got brains the size of planets and they're very analytical and they overcomplicate things and, they, and you take that into football and I think that's what the Cowleys done they overcomplicate it when in reality the simplest answer was just literally throw Sachs Thompson in
0: easy as that there you yeah. go. And don't play Clark Robertson at left-back. Out of those...
1: right, like, Ryan, you, you're, 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 the, you're the stato.
3: What are you out saying? What are you trying to say about me? I'll, I've got
1: some no, stato. No, no, no. I haven't. Hold Can on, me right, me. okay. Don't ask me, ask <laughs> Ryan. It's hypothetical. <laughs> hypothetical, but I'll ask this question to all of you.
3: It was because he hesitated to ask me, <laughs>
1: that he asked Ryan. Out, out, of those, <laughs> out of those four or five games that Ogilvy played right-back, if Swanson had played in there, how many how many... Points, do you think we would have picked up? How many of those draws or losses would have been wins? Ryan, how about you? Are you answer that one.
3: Well, <laughs> obviously, you have to take the first one out because we did actually beat Burton on the, on the first game at right back, having said that they were bottom at the time, and Dino Mamre had only just joined. So, yeah, no. after that,
0: Charlton away, weren't
3: it? away. We're 2 0 down by half time, and we're playing fucking awful oh, that anyway. Was grim, wasn't I don't it? think you overcome that game. Fleetwood. It's weird because I wouldn't necessarily call that one the fault of Conor Ogilvie. I'd put that at the feet of Owen Dell for missing an open goal. But everyone decided to blame Josh Griffiths because he didn't come out uh, at a corner, despite the fact that he had nine Pompey defenders in front of him who should have been capable enough to do the job anyway. So everyone trying to blame other facts that day. Owen Dell scored an open goal. How about that? That might have worked. That would have quit a call, yeah? Three yeah. points, yeah? No. In front All of the right. front end as well. Yeah. In front of the front end. Go squad. And this is what I mean, like, every player was culpable. Every player was culpable. So in terms of I don't think it was necessarily down to Ogilvy I don't, I don't, not playing I don't, I don't in those. That, but yeah, what, But what, it it starts that snowballing effect, yeah. but we didn't see the best Connor Ogilvy for ages. I, like Connor Ogilvy at Morecambe in November. What the hell was that? It was awful that day mm, I, you I cry. Personally think. But that's not Connor Ogilvy. The Connor Ogilvy I saw at Gillingham And the Co- Connor Ogilvy I saw at the, the back end of last season The goal and at Cambridge, was not it? Or season. Bristol
1: Rovers? Cambridge yeah. Yeah. I, I, Absolutely out those, brilliant out of those four or five games I reckon we could have picked up five or six points Of points that we dropped
3: Yeah And who knows the difference that makes So Yeah, this is what, this is what I mean where, when I talk where about would a, those additional, a snowballing effect Where would
1: those additional five, six points put us now?
3: Uh two positions up, three positions up. I mean we'd still be and and, and we'd we'd we'd, four we'd point, be within four, my four criteria. Points, four points wow. behind yeah. the playoffs? Seven. Yeah. Um But unfortunately it's it's not a question we'll ever get answered because this that, we'll be where, where, where our, our season, season panned out. We'd we'll be a point behind Barnsley. Who we play next? That's a good segue, <laughs> wasn't it? Uh Barnsley. You were just alluding to it, you can't wait to go with uh, four other fans. I think there'd be a bit more than that. Um I, so I reckon mo- about I reckon about five hundred. Was not someone in our group chat moaning about there being not enough fans going? Was it one of our was that one of our lads? I can't remember. I'm sure I saw someone moaning that there was only this many sold. for, it might be it was someone on
0: Twitter moaning that there was only X. Oh, map. somebody said, oh, Luton would have taken more to Cambridge. But, no, it's but not that. But it was we like sold out. We sold it out. Yeah. But like yeah. it only sell what's allocated it's Tuesday to Tuesday
3: night in Barnsley. Like, what the fuck do you expect? People, you know. Our away support is brilliant, but mo- like someone genuinely was moaning because we'd only sold this amount of tickets. I think the joke was, <laughs> they're not even going. By the end of this season, <laughs> cups included, <clears throat> we will have played 14 midweek away games. Grim. 14.
0: Disgusting, isn't it? Look at, look it?
3: at half the, well, the majority, I'd say three quarters of the teams that we got in this league are all, are all fucking long journeys. Yeah, three of those games are more, uh, Fleetwood, Accrington and Barnsley. That is the Tuesday night Trinity from hell. Disgusting. Disgusting. I can't moan because I'm going, but I will moan because I'm going.
1: (laughs) How do you see that one, Jeff? As I said, look, I think we need to get four points out of these two games. Out of the two, I think Barnsley is the more winnable game, but we're going to have to be at the peak of our powers. The, the the team is gonna to have to be up for it minute one, all the way through to 95, 96 minutes.
3: Looking at it there, what what disappointed me about the home game against Barnsley is that Barnsley are one of the 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 fewest goals conceded in Just the division. Just about to say that, yeah. Second. And we we found a way to break them down really well in the home game. Not only did we we score the opener, but we we found it actually. We found a way through the back five quite consistently in that home game. It was only that that daft long throw in the 89th minute, which was the 14th poorly descended set piece in that game from us that dropped two points for us. Yes, Barnsley don't concede many goals and yes, at Oakwell, they are a force and yes, it's gonna be bloody tough to break them down. As far as I'm concerned, we've proven we can do it because we did it at home. We've proven that we are on a roll at the minute, a mini roll, if you will. We did it at home against a team that was the strawberry second, yeah, uh, uh, strawberry, yeah, strawberry, <laughs> second lowest um, conceded yeah. team in the league. But we've, we've proven we can yeah. get at them now. It, Big Mo at the moment appears yeah. to be back in a Pompey shirt.
2: <laughs>
3: now, if we can take Big Mo to Barnsley, we we can win this, and we will. Have you met Big
0: Mo yet? Big Mo, Big, Mo. Big Mo,
3: he is one of the most. Mysterious entities
0: in sport. senior.
3: No. Oh, no. Not no. Momentum. No. Momentum. Oh, moment- Momentum. Ah, momentum. Right, I love this. Momentum is a fleeting mistress. She yeah. comes and goes as she pleases. <laughs> I called him a he a minute ago. She, he. Them. We seem
0: to have missed them in about October
3: time. They sort of left us. Indeed, Big Mo, she likes <laughs> to come and go. She likes to visit every team every now and again, check in almost like a Sounds like, like Liam Dex misses. <laughs> oh, wow, you fucking hell. What's the last time you come and oh, fuck oh. it. Where's that <laughs> come from? <You laughs> know, Sorry. There's <laughs> another <laughs> fire in the ship, Hansen. Stick to your 7 o'clock YouTube stream. Jesus. But we have got Big Mo at the moment, especially after that Bolton win. Burn, burn. So... Yeah, why not? Let's go to in and pick something up. Fucking hell. <laughs> How about you, Brendan? Actually, no, I don't give fuck what you think. <laughs> what are you saying, but are you going?
0: I'm I'm debating on it at the moment. Right. I'm
3: I'm, t- I'm I am as well. I am. Do I really want to get home at three in the morning?
0: Yeah. If Ryan's got I a mean, spare seat. Three in the
3: morning, you'll be I'll be lucky. If I mean, Ryan's I'm got a spare
0: seat, it might be possible.
3: Mate, <laughs> I'll be crossing paths with you on the way I'll be go I'll be finishing work and you lot will be pulling up.
0: But yeah, Barnesley, I, I I think yeah, we've we'll got a decent following them, I think our crowds can can get behind them Behind our lads And uh, as I said Our crowd can, can cause anything for Pompey away days And oh, I think they, we'll they do enough like
3: 300 of us at Fleetwood
0: And that was and good enough
3: Yeah so That was yeah, good enough I reckon we'll take about half a thousand at Barnsley And, yeah. and I think we'll see something never heard Half a thousand I've never heard that never 500 heard, <laughs> never, well, I've 500 never heard, heard someone sort of say half a thousand First yeah. time in my life um, Should we get a, oh I know we haven't done it for we don't usually do it. Score prediction. Score prediction. I wanna say two nil pompey. Oh no, we did it last week, Jeff. Second. But a uh, score prediction, Barnsley. Uh two one Pompey.
2: What did you say? Two nil.
3: Two nil, two one. One nil. Two? Pompey. Oh, okay. I, and I, so. I have to check because sometimes you go against them. Here's I, support, I he is a glory support, isn't he? Exactly. I'm gonna go one nil Pompey. Aaron Barnsley 1-1 one, 1-1 one. One, one. Thank you very much I uh, just don't want to Get in at 4 in the morning Having
1: not one like, yeah. <laughs> oh. yeah That's a long drive back is. Is.
3: I mean Fleetwood was longer So all I have to do is, is When I'm driving back From Barnsley On Tuesday And then Aki the week after What a fun week that is i have to think is yeah but it's not as long as fleetwood was like it's only 20 minutes shorter <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a valuable extra 20 minutes I mean, in better nothing you know. will beat that bolton week for you know will it ah oh, uh, horrendous after that nice home tie against a against the league leaders uh, Against
0: the league leaders who are like they're flying at this moment in time leaders aren't they yes. they are they're three points can they still of the drop off because pl- they're only one they're 3 points ahead of Plymouth. And they've yeah. got
3: they but they have a game in hand over Plymouth. Yeah. So. so um yeah, Sheffield Wednesday next opponents for Pompey at home. Uh like we mentioned earlier, start of season we played them as a 3 yeah, or wasn't it? 3 yeah. Opening day. It was. Um and we all thought, you know, after the game we played prior to that, like, didn't they dick up Last game 4-1. of the season 4-1. 4-1. And we we all said, yeah, good result. What would you A mean? great 6
0: minutes that was. It was. Oh, a <laughs> great 6 minutes that was. Yeah, my exercise, that was very like, hot like
3: uh, <laughs> The heat from that day
0: <laughs> Just join it in
3: <laughs>
0: I just remember the heat from
3: that day Like I asked to go 3-2 up it, it, The heat And it was about 28-29 degrees anyway that day And the heat retains in the upper Section of the Le You love that stand don't you I, uh, Nice But bloody hell like, All 3,000 Pompey fans walked out Sweating. Oh, that's very. It was, odd. Like, it was a precursor to the Cheltenham game a, a few weeks later. It looked like everyone had just played ninety minutes. Yeah. <laughs> what,
1: what were you going to say, Jeff? Oh, I just remember that 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 game Ryan busted my left ear, ear drum after George scored.
3: <laughs> 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 oh, the the four one game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. So I give it one of the, my long blue army renditions. Yeah. I don't know what he's going to pass out in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Sheffield Wednesday
1: at home. Me no. It, 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 depend, it depends how we do Against Barnsley I if, think the atmosphere Will if be we, If we win against Barnsley The atmosphere on Saturday Will be absolutely oh rocking I
0: pray so I want the fan zone Buzzing on Saturday morning Do you know
3: what I think, I think it will be buzzing Regardless of the result On Tuesday I think
1: Look, We're at our best When we're, when our backs are Against the wall That Look, is going to be that, that The Pompey fans I'm hoping Will be right at it On Saturday
3: Let's, let's do what we did Against Bolton We're going to lose 3-0 We'll <laughs> win now? watch I mean we, We've got to go in there And just Just I, I, will, I wouldn't go into there I'm not going to go down there With any expectations Like I didn't Against Chute on, Bolton on Tuesday And we came away buzzing Didn't we Talk about that later on You might have came away buzzing um, <laughs> so, yeah, you, yeah, yeah No no Stop talking about it now Because I know <laughs> that's coming um, But how about you Ryan Sheffield Wednesday At home Top of the league For They've been flying all season oh, I'm alright thank you no. Uh, you don't want another Lyman Juice nah, no, We <laughs>
2: going,
3: into, going into Saturday Going into Saturday Head on Head on Face them head on Nothing less than We are not in a position Of luxury We are not in a position of We can take it at 75% play cautious and see if we come out with something we don't have that luxury because we are chasing we are now chasing and we are hosting the league leaders this has to be head on this has to be blood and thunder this has to be fuck you fuck you moaning about the reduced away ca- allocation because we're actually improving our waste stand and you're not improving your manky shed so fuck you we're coming for you this has to be everything you've got and at home we have done that with Misenio. And Tunic, we haven't necessarily done that away at the contenders. But at Fratton Park, we have been that since John and John arrived. And that's what I expect. Whether we get three points or not... Thank you, mate. Whether we get three points or not is, is almost immaterial in terms of what I expect. But I expect that under what I've seen so far... And if we are chasing... I expect us to... Make uh, make for Wednesday earn every goddamn blade of grass, and this isn't one of those uh, faux hype speeches that everyone does for a big game. This is actually just what I expect. If you are chasing and you are against a good team, don't give me don't give it ninety percent. Throw everything at them and see what happens. Because if you play cautious and you lose one nil, don't walk away from the game asking, "What if?" There's only one way you're going to find out about what if.
0: Brendan? Yeah, I I completely agree with Ryan. We we need to go for it. You can't sort of sit back and, you know, see how it goes first half and try and kill it off second half. I think we need to sort of go at it properly. I'd like to see even Louis Thompson get a start. I know it means dropping Tana Cliff. I think Tana has been brilliant recently. But stick Thompson on Barry Bannon and say just keep him away from the ball as what Richard Hughes would do to Paul Scholes in, I agree, in 2004. I, I don't
3: think you could change the winning team. You can't. It's just, it's
0: criminal. Unless no. there's an
3: obvious reason for it. I
0: just but that would be my obvious reason to keep Barry Bannon out of the game because he is the, he is the cheat code of League One.
3: I, I do agree. I'd like to see that but I just don't, can't see it, I can't see yeah. it happening. You can't the,
1: play, you can't play Don't Scarlett on the left.
0: No.
3: The other reason I'd, I, I'm saying fucking go for it is we have the luxury of knowing what it was like having played Sheffield Wednesday this season. Yeah in the first half we played Hey, let's take it easy here lads. Yeah, and we got pummeled from pillar to post. We were lucky to be 1-0 down We were poor weren't we? That we were really half, poor. We, we turned the ball over on halfway We found the first pocket of empty space along the because they were playing a back three and they have been for most of the season We turned the ball on halfway We found the first pocket of space Didn't matter if it was the best pocket of space But we went to the first pocket of space We could see on the flanks We went to it We got the ball in the box Eat, sleep, repeat Their back three could not mark for Toffee that day They've improved since then But then again Colby still Colby And a good cross is still a good cross if you get to the pockets of space and you get the ball in before a defence is fully set for the cross, the attacker will always be more ready than the defender. If you're still transitioning back into your defensive structure as the ball comes in, this is why you face them
1: head on. We've, for me, we've 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 either they play a, a three-five-one-two. You've got to over either overload them on the flanks, or
0: they're playing twelve men. Or, or Cheating fuckers! No, That's no, why they're no, top no, of the no, league. No, no, top three, five, one,
1: two. We were playing with twelve men yeah, last week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or you got to play with a. Or you got to play with a oh. diamond midfield. Um. Are <laughs> you playing? Pretty Things were shit. <laughs> you, you play with a diamond midfield, which allows you, which allows you to get Thompson at the bottom of the diamond, Morel and Tullycliffe either side. And advance and then Lowry in that in that ten kind of dropping back in. So then you can play a a four one, three, you know, and, and whoever you're going to play up top, it's gotta to be Bishop. So so look, I would like to see a diamond midfield against Sheffield Wednesday. Because although they've got Wiff play playing a, a three five two, I think we've got enough in Rafferty and Ogrevey to suppress that, that, that their wing backs in that yeah. position. If we can overload it with a diamond midfield, or like I said, you've got to double up on their wing backs, and you've got to make sure their wing backs are facing their own goal, not our goal. Jeff's third eye. Right, so let's uh, let's start off with Bolton. Now, whoever this fan was in the front end, I had to double take because it's all well and good wearing a. You've seen people wearing Greg's merchandise. <laughs> yes. This guy was wearing a full-on Greg's tracksuit in the Fatten End. <laughs> I'm just like... <laughs> <"Mate>, that, <that's... laughs> were, were they, uh, over the age of 18? Oh, yeah. He's like mid-20s, late-20s. Oh, dear. Wearing a full Greg's tracksuit.
0: From Primark.
1: <laughs> I, I, I'm just like... Baffled. it looked like he was
0: baking. Like it was yeah, there, wasn't
1: it? I'm no fashionista, but I know not to wear a Steak Greg's tracksuit. Um did anyone see Marlon Pack's photoshopping skills? Yeah. <laughs> where, where he photoshopped Colby Bishop's face on, on the real Ronaldo's body.
3: Yeah. Oh. That was
1: hilarious. Um, did
3: you also see him have a dig at, uh, at Max Swatter as well? Uh Pompey Admin? On Instagram. Well, jo-
1: Joe Piggott said to said to Max at the end did you not oh, see that I thought it was a uh, pack. no so so Max Watton's uh. going around going up to players reactions to that, and Biggit's like get out of my face oh no no, no <laughs> I'm talking about something else oh no another no, instance no, I of Max that, so no. we've got to mention it yeah so Joe Piggit told Max to get out of his face and I saw yeah, that I one saw that. Ward's then, off laughing
3: and then uh, Owen Dale put an Instagram post up and then you can see Max filming him in the background and Marlon Pac put on there is that Zidane <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh poor Max I was giving um, it Back to me. Max as well
1: Go, Going on about Omendale Omendale obviously said At the end of that That player reaction He goes oh I do love winning here Even if I can't score Yeah that was funny So um, that was a good one M-
0: Back to Max Another Max When he was going around Filming the players like, Doing his little At the end of the game I think it was just when Piggott said that Get out of my face He took his willy out off And threw it on the pitch <laughs> As he, <laughs> he walked around With his willy hat on He gets his
1: stick Joe Morell tripping up in
0: Lundaloo. In, in
1: Ryan, Inundalu. what's his name? In Lundaloo. In <laughs> um, Tripping him up. Rumour has it he called him a scummer as he done it. Um, obviously, in at the end was be consoled, being consoled by his family in the Milton end. I think they got a good scum in as well, uh, which is great. But in the warm up, John Harley was out there and there was a pile of balls, and whoever set the balls up had stacked the balls on top of each other into like a little pyramid mm. and put them all out and John Harley's doing keepy ups and then he lost control and like a bouncing bomb it hit the pile of balls they're all just like scattered everywhere and he was just stood there laughing his head off because someone had just spent ages doing that so there was that one
3: you see the um, Bolton management having absolutely honestly it reminded oh, yeah. of me watching Carl well, yeah. Robinson so
1: Sorry. so when when Morrell tripped him up Ian Ever was going off his head and you can see John Harley Saying to him, laughing at him, going, "Oh, sit down, fucking sit down," and, and all that. <laughs> like. so that's great. I you know, love
3: that. It, it I love that. When was
1: the last time we, we saw oh. something like that?
3: Facino was giving it to him as well.
1: Yeah, I was sat the back of the south
3: stand on that one. Absolutely it brilliant. brilliant
1: to watch. Yeah. Um, going on to Cambridge, and I was talking to Ryan and and Brendan about this. I was watch, watching it. I thought someone's got a Vuvuzela right next to the right next to the commentary. And I was like, so I put it down as a third eye, like... Because it coincided. Every time Westwood was ringing these bell, it coincided to Westwood's bell. And I was like, who the fuck takes a food for sailor? You know. And then I thought, oh, actually, it's one of those fox-hunting horns. It turns out it's my next-door neighbour who was cutting up wood to repair his extension roof with a bandsaw. Um, so, yes, I nearly got myself dinner of the week for nominating a third eye that actually wasn't a third eye. Um, no reason whatsoever to wear our third kit. Absolutely no reason whatsoever to wear our third kit yesterday.
0: the black um, the black shorts, but then they just clashed in there. But then we, we both wore black shorts anyway, yeah, exactly. didn't
1: we? So what, why didn't we wear our, our normal home kit? I don't know. The Cambridge commentator described our kit as, described our kit, here's Keith, here's Is that, King. Uh, He's right. happy after the events of why. earlier.
3: Not quite just three points for Liverpool A veritable
1: dicking As we would call it It's a (laughs) dicking Seven (laughs) Didn't (laughs) expect it Yeah, the the Cambridge commentators Described our kit as cyan Yeah, I heard that um, No,
3: I'm still going with Alaskan Fjord Sorry
0: (laughs) (laughs) I've got the minty kit
1: Yeah, (laughs) the minty kit And and then it was like... um, Brendan and I were chatting about it. It was twice they got it wrong. Dane Scarlett commits a foul. The Cambridge commentator said it was Ryan Tunnicliffe. Okay, once Ginger plays centre midfield, once as forward playing on the wing. Look nothing like each other. Mm. Um, Then Jacobs commits a foul. They said it was Dane Scarlett again. I'm like, no. That, that, that. I don't know how you're getting Dane Scarlett, Michael Jacobs and Tunnicliffe all Oh, uh, they do that. look the same. <laughs> when Owen Dell pushed the, the, the left-back over in the, in the goal-mouth scramble with his annoyance, and Colby Bishop stuck up for him, Michael Jacobs just stood on the edge of the box with his back to the camera. So you can see Jacobs, 24, as Colby Bishop's getting in there and defending Owen Dell. And the Cambridge commentator said, I don't know why Michael Jacobs is in there pushing everyone. I'm like, what the fuck? What game are you fucking watching? Do you
3: remember then, Bristol Rovers? Oh, yeah, Bristol, yeah the, night won, the night we lost 3 1 at Bristol Rovers. <laughs> right? That Williams. Yeah. Is that um, Randall? Is that Randall Williams, the one from Exeter? And the other guy goes, yeah. I was like, no, that's. Uh, Ryan He's, Williams. He was at Randall Sir Williams Lattester. is at Exeter, <laughs> <laughs> in a so, different division. So we had
1: a uh, we, had, Fuck. we re-sack had it We had Ryan Towler playing for us yesterday. Ryan Towler <laughs> <Yeah>. and George <laughs> Georgie Rafferty. George, George Rafferty. George, yeah. Whoever George Rafferty. Do you, you know what I don't look. I'm I not, don't
3: know. I'm not claiming to be an expert, but I know what happens before a game. Commentators will liaise with. The away team just to check names, to check players, check positions, check. Have relayed
1: law. <laughs> like
3: <laughs> Well come on. Based on what I'm hearing, it sounds like the Cambridge commentator team were very un- very unprofessional. Very by the start of next season they might not find themselves on that station anymore due to being unprofessional, and they could start up a podcast called Free Lads in the Boat Race. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Obviously, they don't like Andrew Moon by the sounds of it. I like Andrew Moon. Free lads to,
3: yeah. lad to the
0: pub a mile down the road.
3: It there is. was
1: there was an incident in the uh, in the first half where Rafty got taken out, and he clearly got clearly got taken out on the ankle. But as he's gone over, he's jarred he's, he's jarred his knee. He's hit his knee on the floor, and the, the Cambridge come to us oh he's buying a book in there. I don't know why he's holding his knee. He clearly got kicked on the ankle. Yes, he's just twatted his knee off the floor. That is why he's holding his knee. Yes. He's not trying to buy a book in. He's legitimately holding it. Also, isn't that a
3: very stupid commentary line? He's trying to buy a book in there. He's holding his knee when he's clearly hit him in the ankle. Oh, so it'd still be a yellow card then? Uh, If if he still hit him in the ankle, it's still a yellow card. (laughs) You absolute moron. (laughs) the,
1: the, the, the The Cambridge commentary was just absolutely, absolutely comical. Yeah. Can I just add something completely off-topic, are, are are, is there any more? Hold um, on, oh, just one more third eye. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fine, <laughs> this is
3: actually kind of like a third eye but it's happened now, it's just some, some shithousery I've got to mention. We're talking about Max just now, his dad has just done some top-class shithousery with Jake Smith on Twitter. Jake is on his way back from uh, watching Nottingham Forest and beat Pompey Women 5-0. Uh, Jake's ETA was initially uh, 10 to 9. It's now just jumped to five minutes past 11. <laughs> Andy Swatton I'm home already, mate. Thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Andy, mate. Oh, kick him oh, out, yeah. Brilliant.
0: I feel well sorry done. for Henry. I like Andy. He's a good bloke, oh, yeah, actually. He He's good lad. He's
3: literally max. Like, yeah. He um, is. I, Yeah, I mean, I feel sorry for Henry Deakin driving back with Jake Smith for that amount of time, Christ after that as well. I took him to Sunderland and I'm back in the lockdown year. Yeah, I know, oh, mate. I've the, the done ima- many away days with he Jake. He used me as Christ. an encyclopedia that day. He just asked me questions about stuff. <laughs> Can you open my tomato sauce sachet? I oh, know it was like, <laughs> Ryan, how do clouds work? Oh my God. Jake, Jake genuinely said he used to learn so much from Ryan just coming back from an away day with him.
0: Oh, I can imagine.
3: Uh, the best one was the music playlist though, when he said he was going to make a playlist. <laughs> like, he was actually going to mix it all together. Like, yeah, not like a Spotify playlist, but he'd actually make one long track where each song fades that into kid. the other. Oh, that right. kid, honestly. The funniest thing was he said he was going to do this for Northampton away when we lost 4-1. He got halfway oh. through it, and then he, never, he didn't even go to Northampton anyway, because me and you went and he was in the studio. Oh yeah, I remember So that he one. got halfway through making this massive playlist, <laughs> abandoned it, didn't go to the game anyway. Jake. Anyway, (laughs) uh, Dublin dinner of the week, yes I'm dinner of the week, fucking get over it Well actually I have a third eye Oh okay Before (laughs) you decided to uh, mock (laughs) dear Mr. Smith (laughs) We're 1-0 up, away from home, against the side that's 23rd in the division Thought a rhyme was coming here As the Cambridge goalkeeper, I would have perhaps not found it the best moment in the history of my life to start on the away fans <laughs> have a look at the scoreboard And the league one table Before you start giving it The biggun
2: <laughs>
3: Very weird Could have also landed Dim and Din dinner of the week But I just saw him Having this weird back and forth For the Pompey fans Well fine Good luck having a back and forth With fucking Barrow next season top Din of the week Dobbin and dinner of the week So Liam I don't actually have you As dinner of the oh, week fuck. But you may as well put forth your very valid nomination right. for yourself. Now, I can justify this. It's, t- I didn't, I left the game early on Tuesday, right? I saw Riley Tyler equalize and it was brilliant. I stayed for about five minutes, quite literally five minutes. I had to go to work. We all know what I do as another job. I had to be there. You're a stripper. I, don't tell anyone about that one. <laughs> I got to the back of the North stand. I couldn't believe it. They scored again. So I missed that goal. Didn't see the replay because I was already pretty much in the car at that point. Where, where were you watching the game from? Irrelevant. Uh, got to work <laughs> and we scored again. I'll tell you about that in a second. We scored again. So I missed the winner and the and the, the, the secure, you know, to secure the win. What a dick. I mean, look, I, I left the game because I had to go to work. Did yes, you enjoy I was, our 1-1 one, one draw? Yes, it was good. <laughs> yes, I was sat in the press box.
2: <laughs>
3: no, I wasn't. I mean, I was technically taking notes for today. <laughs> <laughs> look
0: You are no. sh- sharing a blanket With Guy Whitton Weren't you Nah
3: Yeah, yeah no, Look There was a couple of issues um, With the fan zone on, the, on Tuesday To do with Power and the rain Was causing a few issues So um, The club that, that I, I know I get told I get special treatment I've got to say thank you To them Because they did look after me You know Because they could have just said I'll oh, piss off and go home And they didn't They said oh, you know, we'll, we'll sort you out So You know Fair play to them Special treatment <laughs> Anyway, I, I, well, I got well. Actually, I say we got special treatment because we watched the win. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I know, I, it was it's just typical, isn't it? That I, I leave and we score twice, but I, I think I deserve a, a, at least a mention at dinner of the week for that. I mean, people were pointing it out straight away on Twitter, weren't they? That I should be dinner of the week.
0: Oh, the people in the north stand in front of me, mate, who missed the two goals as well. So it's not just you. Yeah, and I always say you never leave a game I mean, early. To
3: hear though what dinner of the week is, because that takes some beating. Oh Dan and (laughs) Lundaloo Is another good nomination Not the winner But another good nomination For dinner of the week Because that's the second time He's played against Pompey this season For two different clubs And it's the second time The head loss has occurred You would have thought that After the events of Cheltenham in August Where he got subbed off at half time He was on a booking He'd booted the ball into the Pompey fans He'd missed a one on one He was getting pelters the whole way You would have thought That he would have learned how to control his emotions against the bastards that we are. So when he comes on at Fratton Park, he decides to yeet all of that out of the fucking window and turn into a prize prick. Joe Morrell, the p- man who I am convinced is actually a Pompey fan now, dancing to my cold field, geeing <laughs> up the fans when we go 1 0 down at Plymouth. Going absolutely mental when he scores an absolute screamer of a first Pompey goal. I won't be convinced otherwise. And then tripping in Lundaloo while saying, nice trophy you won 50 fucking years ago. <laughs> Can't confirm he said that, but you know. But yeah, Dan Lundaloo, great nomination for dinner of the week. But s- not dinner of the week. But not no. not dinner of the week. Another nomination for dinner of the week goes to the Scum fan against Grimsby, who when Theo Walcott equalised <laughs> to make it 2-2, having been 2-0 down to Grimsby, Wasn't shushed again? the uh, shushed the Grimsby away fans. Looks like he took his mum with him, didn't it? Now one, yeah. a, now, one thing is to shush a League 2 team when you're a Premier League team. People saying, Ryan, aren't you a hypocrite? Because you praise Ronan Curtis when he does it, but you'll call a scum fan a din when he does it. Yes, because I'm comfortable with the fact that I'm a hypocrite.
2: <laughs> and if
3: every human on planet Earth would be comfortable with the fact that they were a hypocrite, because we all are, we would actually have a much easier existence. So yes, I'm a hypocrite. When Curtis shushes a non-league team, wonderful. When a scum fan shushes a a League Two team, you just look weird. You also look weirder when VAR rules it out. (laughs) 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 we're not stupid we've got brains we throw scammers under trains <laughs> so grimsby gone to win that game 2-1 and you're shushing on live television against a league 2 team that brought 600 inflatable haddock to the game was all for nothing they've got a habit of like How swats fucking on wonderful that was the band
0: haddocks as well Remember the haddocks sa- were banned. Yes.
3: Remember the time they uh, when they I oh know they beat us at Fratton. Do you remember the time they scored and that dickhead got his phone out oh, and recorded yeah. this celebration. Yeah, and it was like they are, geez, oh. Oh, cringe. Great content. Yeah. Which leads me on to dinner of the week. Wow. It's them. It's it's scum. <laughs> yeah. Is that a first? Yeah. It it actually, it's actually their first dinner of the week. It has to be.
0: Yeah. Has to be. 100%
3: the, laws of av- the law of averages dictate that at some point The 4-1 trophy count has to become 4-2 yeah. Because they continue to stay in the Premier League They continue to go on cup runs to the latter stages of the cup runs They've been in an FA Cup semi-final recently A Carabao Cup semi-final recently A League Cup final recently They were all set to go to the FA Cup quarter-final When they were playing a League 2 team at home on a Tuesday night and what do they do on live television? They lost to Fish.
0: <laughs> and Cleethorpe is a shithole. Oh, fucking hell it is.
3: So well done, Grimsby. I always thought that when Grimsby came down here and got battered, her her, no pun intended. Uh. For, uh, for the year we Bats won 4-0 uh, the, the year we won league right, two it's not the time or the place. they no. were absolutely brilliant that night they did not shut up all night even the, despite the fact they were 4-0 down some of the best fans I've been set, uh, seen down at front. Park I've still got to miss that game they were brilliant on Tuesday they deserved their win Southampton deserved dinner of the week what a few days it was for Pompey was indeed was indeed so Scum dinner of the week <laughs>
2: uh,
3: dub. double Dub of the week's Joe Morrell because of the trip on Lindaloo <laughs> I get like I have A special place in my heart For absolutely unnecessary things Joe Morrell did not Need to do it but he did it Because he is a Pompey fan And I will not be convinced Otherwise Joe Morrell has fallen In love with Pompey
1: Yeah Any, any um, would, uh, Ryan Stray uh who is a oh yes fan. yeah yeah yeah, I that yeah. In, the, in the grimsby end which is good to
0: see yeah my cousins were in the grimsby end as well because we, my cousin is somehow he lives in plymouth but he's a grimsby fan he's, he's a big holder at plymouth but he's a grimsby big fan but um yeah him my auntie and my uncle were all in the grimsby away and and in lo- loving life they're even at the the home game when they played Luton town they'd beat Luton in the last round and now they're booking their train to uh, to Brighton, I think he could
3: even throw Grimsby in his double of the week for, Gr- that, yeah, for Gr- that win. To be fair, yeah, uh, yeah fair enough. Sorry, Joe. <laughs> fair enough. It's uh, yeah, fair sorry, enough. Mate, just I'm sorry, I'm way. sorry, Joe. Like tripping a scum rap would always you get you paid. Yeah, it's got to be Grimsby. Grimsby yeah. double the week. That's uh, brilliant stuff. Yeah. Could there
0: be a nomination? A couple of nominations, I think. I know it's confirmed, but a couple of nom- honorable, mention- mentions. honorable mentions. Um, one, two. Uh, Le- Leanne, who caused the best entertainment of the first <laughs> half, oh, on the no. pitch at halftime, chipping the ball into the skip. I thought she'd done a great job. Yeah,
3: chipping the skip. Chipping the skip. Leanne the was skip. on the pitch at time for Pompey. And
0: it- <laughs> great shout for Leanne. And um, I had another one. This escapes me. Oh, and the Pompey women, I think, just to get to that, a big semi-final for them. I know, unfortunately, they have they lost 5-0 today, but I thought... Let them get to a decent semi-final, I thought, good for them.
3: No, they're still having a great season, yeah, like, they're uh, league-wise. So, yeah, they're, they're having a good time with it. Uh, we could sit all day and say dub nominations, but dub nomination to Brett Pittman for being the fucking best goal scorer. 44 now? World. 44, yeah, scored yeah. yesterday. Yeah. More goals than Erling Haaland and whoever else combined. Fair play to him. I need to go watch him play before the season ends. Because yeah. I've heard he's. Well, Hospitality
0: is now only £15 pounds at AFC Porchester. Quid. Oh, it's come down. No they way. put a tweet out there so they, they've reduced it. There's a, Look, a, a, a so much. Why um.
3: would you go watch Porchester when Accrington's only four and a half hours away on a Tuesday night, Liam? Yeah, right. Um, it almost writes go. itself. Yeah, indeed. Uh, right, so, uh, Dub and Din, any other business? Jeff, anything from you? Because we are on what? an hour and a half. I think Jeff's only other business oh here involves the Armitage Shanks. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I just got what you meant. For fuck's sake. How are you feeling, mate? You've, got, you've done well to sit through this.
1: Yeah, I'm still feeling vapy, yeah. Yeah. Brian, um, any other
3: business? No, uh, just, you know, pray for me Wednesday. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. And pray for me next Wednesday after Aki. Fuck. A- anything
0: else you want to add, Brendan? Um, that lad who just did a headstand in the middle of the ship, Anson when he's at about. Too many pints. I, mean,
3: I wouldn't really call it a headstand, it's more a doggy style. Doggy style. So, um, <laughs>
0: you know about that, don't you?
3: <laughs> Why is he? Wait, no, he's banned? He ain't coming back on. <laughs> he's a, he's had a pop at my ex. <laughs> I'm joking.
0: <laughs> I'm coming back, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
3: sorry, that's not true. Uh, Aaron, <laughs> are we going to edit this out? <laughs> no, fuck it. Aaron, thanks, mate, for coming down and, uh, uh, and supplies and drinks for us. Thank you for it. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, thanks for Jeff's lemonade and lime. Yeah. Um, Brendan, thanks ever, mate. Great, no, to, Great worry. to have you here
0: return me from my loan back to 4-0 for next um, weekend don't tell
3: him where we are next week uh, uh, next time Tom <laughs> ask Brendan with a bit more notice than 40 minutes go to on. go yeah Bre- uh, uh, fuck look uh, we know Andrew. you like I, I, no right. Tom
1: fuck do you remember <laughs> do you remember at Sheffield Wednesday last season yeah. I went on Tom was outside and Tom said oh here's the, here's the um, A-list Pompey celebrity and I jokingly went more like Z-list and then Tom threw it back at me yesterday He said You're the self-proclaimed Pompey Z-Lister celebrity <laughs> I went, Hold on a minute <laughs> You call me <laughs> uh, uh, Cheers Tom Love uh, you really, mate Certified
3: Pompey Z-Lister <laughs> I'm the one who gets special treatment You uh, are. Jeff thank you mate um, Rest up And Mrs. Stilwell as well Thank you and cheers get to Get me it. to Barnsley yeah, Come man. on Cheers to Keith down here at The ship Hanson And all the, uh, the staff down here For making us feel so welcome I And mean, great look Hold on. Late contender, double the week. Ship handsome, back open. Oh, Busy brilliant. on a Sunday. Like nothing ever happened. Brilliant stuff. Uh, well done, guys. And uh, we will be back here very soon as well. Where are we next week, Jeff? Do we know? Star and Garter. Ooh, change up. Lovely, Star and Garter. Ah, uh, very so far from r- your the house Artillery Arms next week, Brendan. <laughs> Artillery Arms. <laughs> 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 Cheers, lads. And <laughs> uh, thank you, Poppy fans, for listening to Three Lads in the Pub. And hopefully, we'll be talking about another couple of wins for the blues thank you very much playoffs
2: sports social podcast network